Good morning. Welcome to 49ers in 5, your daily update on everything happening with the team that you need to know. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. Today is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. Here's what's happening with your San Francisco 49ers. A little while ago, we gave you the Chris Sims ranking of Trey Lance on his top 40 quarterback countdown. Well, we now know where Jimmy Garoppolo falls on that list. It is 11 spots ahead of Trey Lance at number 20. Chris broke Jimmy down extensively, so let's get right to it. This comes from the Chris Sims Unbuttoned podcast. First, let's start with the positive. What are the strengths of Jimmy Garoppolo? First thing is, he is a tangible leadership or effect on the football team. He's loved in the locker room. Players want to play for him. He has the ability to lead the guys in the huddle and make them feel comfortable on a field. I think there is something real to that in this game. You know, as far as his play on the field, very quick release, can really get the ball out of his hand in a hurry. People around him, he's very subtle with kind of arm angle changes. It's not cool like Allen or Mahomes where you just throw a really cool sidearm, but it, it's kind of like you got to kind of watch it in slow-mo sometimes or rewind it when you're watching film and go, oh, you know, he did kind of drop his arm there to get it through the guard and the tackle hole there and find a guy 10 yards down the middle. He's good at that. He's very good in the pocket. He is. I mean, when you really watch him, his sliding and moving in the pocket, he's smooth. He knows the soft spots and where to find them and do it from there. And the other thing I love about his game, too, is he does not need to have his feet in the proper positions a lot of times to make 10 and 12-yard type of throws down the middle of the field, on the edge of the numbers, whatever. Now, that can cause him some problems sometimes, and we'll get into that in a minute. But he does make a number of throws where he moves in the pocket. The feet are kind of cockeyed. Here's Debo Samuel coming across the field. He drops his arm a little. The feet are in the wrong spot, and he still hits him and throws it in a good spot. And it's accurate, and, and Debo Samuel can do things. So that's the part I like about Jimmy Garoppolo for sure that he brings to the team. I think that's pretty fair. I think even the biggest Jimmy haters would have to say that he does have a quick release, and he can read the defense very well at times, but that kind of leads us into the negatives of Jimmy G. Listen, it's not a big arm. It's not. Power throws are few and far between with Jimmy Garoppolo, and there's a number of plays and yards left on the field all the time, whether it's him not throwing the ball or him not throwing the ball correctly down the field for a power-changing type of play. Another thing that like hit me over the weekend when you go back and watch a lot of big-time plays and throws that I still sit there and go, well, damn, if he threw the ball in the money, that would have been a 70-yard walk-in touchdown. But instead, the guy stopped and had to wait for the ball, and now people are closing on him. He makes a guy miss, and it's, hey, it's cool. It was a 35-yard gain, but you go, man, if he just threw that and put the ball in the money, the guy's going to walk into the end zone. So there's plays like that that are left on the field to be had. He still makes way too many dumb decisions, like rookie first year, early in the second year type of where you just go, what? Like you, you've played too much football to do that. How do you do that? You know, and then there's even some throws like that at times, too. You know, I mean, you listen, you don't all you can do. You can go back and watch the last four games of the year and see kind of all of that. Just what I'm talking about. Whether it's dumb interception in the championship game, dumb interception in the divisional game against you know Green Bay before the half where they're driving down there and he's running backwards and throws the ball and like thinks he's Josh Allen and is, throws the ball a ten yard short interception. You know the week before that, I mean it's wide open Brandon Ayuk. If he hits him, the game's over 
on a like a 15 yard out route and he doesn't even let him touch the ball and have a chance to catch it. The game's over. It's like, hey, that's over. See you next year, Dallas. Instead, what did they do? They punted. Dallas went down and scored, and all of a sudden we were in a fucking nail biter because of that. So you know, those are the things again that I think get lost in context when the year's over because we go, well, look, he played good. They got to the championship game. Look at some of these stats and all that. And you go, yeah, that's cool. But when you go back and break it down, you go, damn, there was some meat left on the bone. And damn, they should have been better or more dangerous. And I think he's one of the reasons they're not at times. Hot damn. That is exactly, exactly right. It's looking at passes that are completed and recognizing there's more meat on the bone. There should have been more there. That should have been a bigger play, could have been a bigger play. That happens way too often with Jimmy Garoppolo. And of course, as Chris mentioned, we all know by now the boneheaded mistakes. But if you go just by Chris's countdown, Jimmy Garoppolo should start over Trey Lance strictly by the numbers. But Chris has said he doesn't think that's the case. He would start Trey Lance. He was asked about that, and Chris explained why he would go Lance over Garoppolo, even though he clearly is not a believer in Trey Lance right now. I do think Lance has the ability and the talent. And again, I question it still to put it all together. But I think his top end, even as raw as he is right now, he has a chance to surpass a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, like, coming down the home stretch. You you hope he can get to November and we can go, wait, some of those things he was really lacking in, he got better at. So some of those things we missed from Jimmy G, now we're starting to hit on them a little bit. But he's also done some other things for our offense that have opened it up and made life harder to defend us, even though we might not be as good as some things with, as we were with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think that's where they're going to have to balance that conversation a little bit. Lance's skill set is going to open up things in that offense to where mm. Shannon is not going to have to worry about all the time going, I got to find some way to trick the defense so I can find a guy wide open over the middle. He's just going to go, wait, between our run game, Trey Lance running some balls, oh, shit, he can throw the ball 60 yards off his back foot. Some of those things are going to open up the offense, and it won't be so hard for Shannon to devise things to make it easy for Lance and let right. alone just go, you know what, they're actually playing a defense where – I don't have to be in the lab all week to figure out to get the ball over to Debo because they're a little scared of Trey's running or his big arm to where it's kind of opened that part of the field up for me, right? So does that make sense how I'm explaining that? Totally. So it might not be as efficient or as effective early on, but to me has a chance to surpass it. I don't necessarily agree that Jimmy is better than Trey now, but I totally agree with the idea that he can become even greater if he gets the reps, that hopefully by the end of the season, November, December, and into January, Trey has experience, he's got his feet wet, he's got his pants on, and he is starting to roll, and the Niners' train is gaining momentum going into the playoffs. We always give you one thing to read, one thing to watch, and one thing you might have missed. One thing to read on this Wednesday, the website, the 33rd team, has ranked everybody's offensive weaponry by tiers. They put the 49ers in tier two, just below the elite teams. You can read the story to find out why. Uh, Needless to say, I disagree. One thing to watch, the cover athlete for this year's Madden video game is going to be revealed today at 10 a.m. Eastern time. EA Sports released a trailer for it last night on Twitter that strongly suggested it will be Madden himself, who of course passed away last year at the age of 85. There have been 13 teams that have never had a Madden cover athlete. The 49ers are actually not one of those teams because running back Garrison Hurst actually appeared as an alternate cover athlete for the game in 1999. One thing you may have missed, a 23rd woman has come forward to Sue Brown's quarterback, Deshaun Watson, for sexual misconduct. 
that's it. That's the story. It's so absurd, I can't even add anything to it. That's a wrap on today's 49ers in 5. Please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Enjoy your Wednesday, everybody. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow.